Welcome to Take Your DM Shot with Tristan Ham, Jonathan Crest, and Steve Sherfan. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring the mechanics of RPGs and then running a couple of one-shots just to figure out how the hell do you play this game. Welcome to Take Your DM Shot. Welcome back to Take Your DM Shot, where we are doing our part two of Monster of the Week. I am joined, of course, by Steve Sherfan. Got it. Yep. And John Crest. Uh, welcome, boys. Yeah, that's great to be here. Awesome. Well, we are going to cap off uh, our quest here um, and uh, continue to explore the mechanics, continue to really figure out uh, this game and what makes it so great. And that's the purpose of this podcast. If you've heard the first episode, you've heard the story thus far. Uh, obviously, we're leaning more towards the mechanics and things like that, but we never sacrifice a story. I mean, come on can do that that's like literal murder right it's mildly entertaining we just read out the rule book <laughs> you imagine yeah just it's two hours of playing podcast yeah. just reading through <laughs> monotone through a rule book that's it and then verbally describing the pictures <laughs> <laughs> we should all just get fired and just get andy circus to come in and do it who could like thickly mimic all of our voices yes yeah, sure oh, while yeah. mo-capping us right. yeah. well audience would just be people to sleep <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> uh awesome well um i'm gonna do just a quick recap of where we left off not the whole story but just where we left off so we had just encountered brett and uh brett uh was drunk maybe coked up who knows the amount of uh chemicals in his body but he became very uh agitated with you both and in fact he tried to attack you i believe steve and and he's the name of your character again I am Chase Wiggins. Nice. Yeah. And and what's your playbook? I am thronged. Ooh, I love it. Nice. Uh, well, well, yeah. Brett tried to attack you. Uh, that didn't go so well. Uh, pillow saved your life, I believe. Yes. Uh, and um, uh, good old. Uh, what is your character, John? Uh, Gary Franklin, the professional. Awesome. Great. Well, Gary leapt in there and helped out. Um. I do think uh, Chase uh, then mentioned to Brett that, uh, you know, because of that blood writing. Yes. How do you feel about cake? I think that or something. He just straight up offered him cake. He offered him cake. You love cake. Uh, and Brett went pale, um, got really, really afraid, and started mumbling something along the lines of, only daddy gets cake. Daddy gets cake. Uh, John, or rather Gary, went over and made him a drink, uh, which is definitely something he needed, um, <laughs> since his blood is mostly alcohol anyway. Uh, he's like the archer of this family. Uh, and so he um, he settled down. And so that's where we left you last time. Okay. Uh, so um, Brett is still uh, staring at the drink. He's actually sipping it. He's not really... Uh, he's not seeing either of you anymore. He's he's gone inward. Um, as you're looking at Brett, you hear uh, down in the kitchen uh, because it, his his room in particular is down that stairwell. Right. Uh, you hear. Um, God, I can't believe you filled the fridge full of booze. The kitchen. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I think we're. Not everything we need out of Brett here. Maybe just uh, head back down and see what's going on down there. 
Are we walking our way out of the, the room here, or like is the door kind of closed behind us? <laughs> well, the door was a uh, well, it had a saber in it, I guess. Yeah. So uh, it is somewhat a job. Okay, so I'll just try to lower my voice so that uh, Mr. Brent doesn't hear us. Was that alcohol? Or do you think he actually sees or knows something about his dad? I don't know. Sounds like some sort of know, family trauma to me. We're not here to fix problems, though. We're just here to collect money, pretend to fight ghosts. Maybe yes. do a bit of cleaning. Yes. Well, uh, let's go downstairs then. Okay, I think we'll head back down the staircase that we came on up. Awesome. You head down, and uh, you've, you've got a, a, a good general idea where the kitchen is. Uh, on entering the kitchen, you see uh, a woman uh, silhouetted by the light of the fridge as she is pouring one of the vodka bottles down the sink. Uh, she is in uh, a power blazer with four trousers. Her hair is pulled back in the tightest bun imaginable. And uh, just severe her look as she is pouring this down and she hasn't noticed you yet. Gonna go out and live and assume that's in Juno. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really describe Terry, so. <laughs> you didn't say. I guess maybe just kind of clear my throat. Um, hey there. Um, you miss, uh, miss Juno? She, um, so hearing your voice, she doesn't start, she doesn't snarl. She is that in control. Places the bottle down and spins and looks at you both with an icy glare. She's a, a beautiful woman, but is absolutely uninterested in life in general, I imagine. She goes, yes, I'm Juno. Who is asking? Oh, uh, my name is Gary. We're with the Beaters. We were here hired to come and fix your little uh, <sighs> supernatural issue. There is no such thing as supernatural. It's one of my siblings fucking around, trying to drive us out of the house so they can collect the inheritance. You are no longer needed. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes. Who solicited us? I mean, I know you're solicitor, but that's not the point. Who actually invited us here then? Would you know? Well, I don't control the finances of this house. It's... If Reginald hired you, I imagine it was... Well, it could have been any of my siblings if they're trying to create a ruse here, but it wasn't me. And I don't need you here, and I would dismiss you had I any power to fire you both. Well, uh... You know, as much as we'd love to take you up on that offer, I think we do got to kind of stick around to get paid. But uh, maybe maybe we can help figure out who's doing this while we're here. Look, I'm going to save you a bit of trouble, right? That is my son uh, pounding a... The floor. The floor. <laughs> Just one sec. Children of... Juno gives you an, another icy glare. From upstairs, you hear a scream. You hear thumping. You hear sounds of struggle and more blood-curling cries. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we just look at each other, okay. eyes wide, run the other way. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll yeah, grab my gun and try to jump. Well, at least 
Someone's fighting upstairs. Glenn comes out. <laughs> right in front of this very strict room. And Jeff whips his gun out. Goes down the stairs. Um, yeah, wake up and see what you want. I want to go check that out. I'll be right behind you. I'll try to casually hide the very drawn weapon that I <laughs> And yeah, upstairs at a more slower pace. Okay. She, she um, comes after you uh, and is following you up the stairs. Uh, and uh, and she kind of almost pushes you out of the way, like excuse me, uh, and continues up the stairs. And um, as you are you upset? Yeah, I'll be following you. Okay. Uh, as you get closer and closer, the screams are louder and louder, and the sounds of struggle and and, and scuffling and, and uh, of some kind of conflict are coming from upstairs, from uh, a room that you had previously been in. You can see that Brett's door is ajar. The saber is still in it. Uh, and Juno is power walking towards it. I would like to follow her closely in case something is untoward going on and I can move her out of the way if in case of the actual danger. Awesome. Uh, yeah. She, yeah. I think Gary's just going to follow behind the two of them. <laughs> uh, as she rounds the corner of, of the bedroom, you see the first time that she shows any kind of emotion and it is shock. And she backs up and covers her mouth. Yep, good. That's gonna at that point pull my gun too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's your litmus test. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll I'll follow uh, Chase into the room right behind him. Yeah. All right. Are you are you going into the room? Yes. Or are you taking me? Okay. Going into the room, and as both of you get in there, you see Brett on the floor. He has some scratches on his face, and there is an individual looming above him. The individual is in what looks like a suit, but it's been cut up the back. Uh, you can see uh, pieces of their flesh. Their flesh is burned. It looks rotted. It looks like it's been damaged in some way. Uh, the face uh, looks all messed up and mangled. You're not quite sure. Uh, you can't quite make out any features. But this creature is just snapping Brett's neck as you turn the corner, and Brett falls to the ground, lifeless. The creature then stands up, turns around, uh, and starts lumbering towards you. Shit, this guy's hopped up on bath salts! I'm gonna pull, try and pull Chase back out of the room while pulling one of my grenades. Yeah. And with my teeth pulling the pin and throwing it in there, and ducking back into the hallway. <laughs> so I see this green thing, I assume, flies by my head. Yeah, I'm just going to pull against the Gary's uh, pull. I'm going to fall back from the room. I love it. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get you to roll for that. So it's interesting. So what's neat about this game, too, is that initiative, you guys work it out. Like, oh, I'll go first and I'll do this. Oh, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. There's not really a mechanism necessarily in place for you to choose who was first. It's a collaboration. And that's what I like about this game, too. Right? So uh, John's doing this. Uh, and obviously, you get this action in combat. Um, like we said, uh, it, it is, you know, nobody walks away from combat necessarily unscathed. Um, but, you know, when, when combat is at a distance, you know, when this creature has no way to actually reach you and cause you damage as you hurl your grenade, as a keeper, you got to get creative. That. So we'll work that out later. I guess in this situation, uh, it's a little lucky for you that 
uh, for us but there is a saber still sticking out the door and we're quickly trying to get back out around the corner so possibly yeah, yeah that's a good point yeah so you use environmental kind of um uh, world building that you've done already and so that's a good point i hadn't thought of the same i will now okay thanks for giving your ideas i had kind of another idea that popped in my head but anyway okay cool so uh john um to launch your grenade um this can either be, I, in my mind, this can be either kind of be a kick ass, kick some ass, or an act under pressure kind of idea. Mm. Where does that fit with you, do you think? Maybe more of an act under pressure. I'm trying to quickly pull Chase out of the room. Yeah. Quickly get myself out of the room while throwing this grenade. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe more than a kick some ass. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe if I was, if I was you know, leveling my gun and firing or pulling out a dagger and swinging out, that definitely feels more like a kick some ass. Maybe this is more of a, <laughs> is, is the situation going to turn out the way I want it? I mean, you'd be the guy to decide. You you ran our uh, first attempt at this uh, on a different table, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think, uh, oh, oh, yeah, I'm glad I went for kick some ass or some uh, act under pressure because that's uh oh that's no, not too bad i was looking at charge okay we're good so i'll roll an act under pressure uh that is gonna be plus my cool mm -hmm. which is a plus two to my roll so oh great so four five six so that's a fail that is a fail our first fail it is our first fail so um john also has the option to utilize a luck point if he wants to and a luck point gives you an automatic advanced success i think because i'm throwing a live grenade yeah and there are multiple people around. <laughs> I really want this to go well, so I think I will burn one of my luck points to make that a twelve instead of a six. Okay. So a twelve um, in an act under pressure. What does that give you, that John? Uh, so in an act under pressure. Uh, I, I, um, on top of that, too, I'll just quickly mention that because I used a luck point, it counts as rolling a twelve, so I do not get a uh, experience point. That's right. So I didn't fail. Technically. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So if an act under pressure, so I got a 12 that's on a 10 plus, uh, you do whatever you set out to do. So in this situation, I'm trying to get Chase back out of the room, myself back out of the room so that we're away from the blast. Yeah. And getting that grenade as far in the room uh, as I can towards whatever this I assume to be a zombie. Well, you, you would have scored an advanced. I, so I don't have advanced yet. So once you oh, level up, I think it's five times. Yeah, then right. you can start taking advanced moves. There we go. Um, That's so actually a rule I, I would, didn't know. I would, <laughs> yeah, I would love to take an advance on this one, but uh, I'm not experienced enough in, nice in my yeah. in paranormal fighting abilities. With my grenade throwing experience, I guess. Um, and maybe we'll get to this later. Uh, luck. Mm -hmm. It's a... Well, it kind of looks like a... Um, it's a finite resource. Yeah, definitely a finite resource. I was going to say a spectrum, but actually it just... It's an... Uh, Seven points? Seven, yeah, points from okay to doomed. Um, so over your campaign, or a few uh, Monsters of the Weeks, doomed actually has some interesting, or can have some interesting effects on your mm -hmm. character. Yeah. Um, at another table we played at, uh, one of our characters got doomed and basically handed their character sheet over to our, our DM, and uh, that was that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and it's um, almost like a spectrum. You can become more doomed than okay. <laughs> and at that point, usually the um, depending on the the GM can usually start taking more hard moves against you. So yeah. instead of like a soft move where you set up the danger, yeah. it's the hard moves you, you take some damage or something bad happens to you right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you cannot recover luck. Right. You, uh, you can for level up actually. If you level up, you can spend your whole level up to take oh. one luck point back. 
Oh, but it is it's basically a one way street. <laughs> yeah, it is a one way. It's it's very expensive, and you give up usually some pretty good moves. You, I'm learning something new every day. Huh? Every day, that's what we're here for. It's yeah. good. Awesome. Well, we had that we had that huge, a big conversation on that and how does I become less doomed? So yeah, yeah. go through the rules a couple times to figure it out. <laughs> nice. Well, um, yeah, you expertly pull that grenade, flip it into the room, uh, uh, and it rolls right underneath this being. Uh, the being actually stops for a moment to see what that silly noise was and bends down. Uh, what is the kind of what are you doing at this moment there? He doesn't throw it back, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'll, yeah, I'll kind of push the, the tether tube behind the corner and try to shield them from some okay. sort of blast. Awesome. The um, thing for a moment, you hear it take one more step, and then boom, the whole house shakes. Uh, you can hear. Window shattering in this room. You hear the sounds of shrapnel, and this being just explodes. Pieces of this this creature fly everywhere. Sharp, bony pieces fly everywhere. And so you've put yourself in, in place, as, or as much of a protection as we can, I guess. Hopefully, around the corner. All right, as, from as much of it. You you spin, and you can feel something jab into your back. Ow. And it's sharp, and it has pierced your your flesh just down, kind of toward the left side of you. So you've kind of taken John's uh, reaction, basically, <laughs> because you put yourself in in like kind of the shielding way. Sure. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna get you to take one harm. Right. And you can feel there is something that is jammed in you still. Like it is a piece of shrapnel, a piece of this person. <laughs> it's essentially in your back. Um, the you are both deafened for a moment, uh, and there is smoke and haze. Uh, you can see Juno on the ground clutching her ears uh, as she's rolling back and forth, trying to like clear her head. Uh, you can hear, uh, well, you can't really hear, but you can sense the vibrations of footsteps coming as well. And uh, around uh, the main staircase comes up two other people. And one is wearing a, a flowing flowery nightgown. Uh, they've got a necklace of various crystals and a separate necklace of a larger crystal. Uh, and another individual wearing an oversized uh, sweater, um, kind of a, a short skirt. The sweater is orange. They've got like a short little bob and uh, a pair of uh, glasses. So it's basically <laughs> uh, So yeah, and I think we know that's Terry. <laughs> so the two of them come running up and are starting to survey the damage. Just as your your hearing is coming, you could see in the room there's a small fire going, <laughs> and the floor of this room has been blasted out. So you can see down to the level below. Gonna, you know, finger in one ear, look back at Gary and go, what the f kind of grenade was that? <laughs> you know, it's time for grenades. I didn't believe it ghost. <laughs> uh, the other two and finally Juno get up and they start looking in the room and there is just 
flesh everywhere. Not so much blood, but just flesh everywhere. In fact, there's an eerie lack of blood. Uh, and there's just pieces of, of this, this person everywhere. And uh, closest to the door is a scrap of their, uh, what must have been the suit they were wearing. Because it has an embroidery on the inner pocket. Can't quite read it. I guess they could pick it up and investigate it to see if it says what I'm gonna assume it's the dad's name. But you grab it and take a look and it says Chet. Oh. Okay, what well, I was expecting. You gonna pocket it or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to pull the bone chunk that's lodged in my side out and Okay. Can I de- you know deduce anything from it? Uh yeah, you want to do a uh investigative mystery? Yeah, let's do an investigative mystery. Sure. Excellent idea. I guess just a reminder for folks, we are rolling 2d6. Yeah. So nice. Which part of mine? Nine plus... Let's do the mystery. One, so ten total. Really? Uh, so yeah, you get to hold two. Sweet. Oh, yeah. No, I can't just say, what does this say, uh, GM? No, I have to actually ask certain questions. Oh, did you think of a keeper agenda? I can give you a little secret. Yeah, we're going to do Yeah. So let's give him a street. What you Well, it's right on the nose here. What sort of creature is it? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you, you've you seen enough movies. You were a huge Zack Snyder fan. Oh, no. Huge. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not John A. Romero, but Zack Snyder. Uh, and, and for all intents and purposes, this looks like a zombie. It looks like uh, something risen from the grave. Um, the lack of blood makes sense. It was embalmed. Oh. And so uh, the damage to its face, uh, it was in a car accident before it was kind of buried. Uh, and so you're pretty certain this was a zombie. Retrospect, maybe the grenade wasn't the best move then. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, kind of with the grenade, uh, some of these questions become kind of funny. Like, what happened here? You're not going to actually ask these. What can it do? Uh, what can hurt it? Yeah. <laughs> what did it go all over the room? Or didn't it? What is it going to do? Um, did I change that? Uh, you know what? I passed tense that. So, in, in, in my games, I don't mind if we can. We can do a little paraphrase. Okay. So if something, if a question listed here, if it is phrased in a different way that makes sense for the scenario, yeah, for it. Okay. I'd like to do that because the only other, what is being concealed here, and that kind of seems to be a catch-all, I think, I find yeah. that people use for investigative mystery is, yeah. what is concealed here? What is concealed here? And that's okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd like to, you know, what was it going to do, if I can determine that at all? Yeah, or, I mean, to do so. I, I think, uh, especially with such a good role, uh, you can determine that it had... It looked like it had a bit of an agenda. In fact, um, <laughs> deducing once the smoke is clear, yeah, uh, and because there's no window either, kind of thing, um, you can see that the window was at uh, a state that it was lifted and up, and so uh, you can see that there is some dirt. You can assume probably grave dirt on the window sill. This is a second floor uh, room. It's good for a zombie. No kidding. It's a, a zombie. For a zombie. So, so I, I guess what I'm saying is that 
there are many if, if typical zombies that you know from uh from movies and stuff will go for the low-hanging fruit right the slowest the easiest to capture stuff like that yeah this zombie was very much targeting or at least making a massive effort to get yeah. right so it was what's it get? oh look i'll look over at gary and say notice that zombie snapped his neck rather than any sort of mm. eating him yeah i'd like to take a look at uh it was a real zombie that was weird. Body. It was clearly just high on something. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. before. I'll kind of, yeah, 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 Gary away. And then I'll just want to take a look at Brett's body here. If... Yeah. I'll go to damage control. Yeah, I was going to say. The whole yeah. way. I was say, if, if the siblings <laughs> are. Uh, awesome. So you're going to take a closer look at Brett? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to. Let's see. What percentage of Brett is left? Great let's question. <laughs> Great so uh, I I think that um, he took some of the blast. Obviously, it propelled him toward the window, not through it, but toward it. Um, and so um, he, he singed a lot of his bones. Appear to be broken; they're kind of jutting out. But that's about it. It was more concussive than anything to move right him. And so, um, yeah. So so he's there. What are you looking for in specific? Uh, well, pressing under my breath at that stupid grenade that <laughs> Gary decided. I don't know where he bought it, but anyway. Uh, I guess specifically, I know he had scratch. You said he had scratch marks on his cheeks. He did. Yeah. Try to deduce what the zombie was doing before we saw him completely, you know, break uh, Brett's neck. I think it's pretty safe to assume that when zombie entered, Brett probably tried to fend it off, right. and those look like defensive, okay, kind of wounds. It didn't look like the zombie could have. It looked like the zombie was intending to go for the neck. And so Brett must have struggled and caused the damage by his struggle. But it looked like the zombie knew what it was doing. Okay. And so, um, yeah, and, and very much so, this is uh, not, not atypical Seth Snyder zombie. I mean, there's so many kinds. There's the zombie king. There's the zombie tiger. There's the slow. There's the dehydrated zombie. Yes. Right? Zombie level two. Zombie level two. Yeah. A zombie that can uh, play a bass guitar. Anyway. <laughs> Robot zombies? Are we, let's just talk about Army of the Dead for a while. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so it the, that's the only thing besides everything out of ordinary that is out of ordinary is that those scratches look like they were kind of defensive wounds. Like he was trying to struggle against it. Right. I, I assume we, we gave the monster its opportunity to actually snap his neck when we walked into the room. Uh, well, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it really wasn't paying any attention and okay. neither was Brett. It, it part of, probably would have been inevitable whether you witnessed it or not. Here's my conscience. <laughs> um, Sandra, Sarah, sorry. I invented these characters. Sarah hit, uh, hits the ground, uh, with a, with a loud jinkies and just starts crying. Yeah. Just, just. Tears and tears and tears. Uh, she's fi it's finally hit her, and she's just uh, absolutely um, wailing. Uh, and uh, Terry is is stunned as well. Uh, she's been like rubbing the larger crystal around her neck, and and now she's looking at you as this mystery person she hasn't met at this situation, and she's 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 circling in the air, her crystal in your direction, in in a very mystical manner. It's like, 
You have a black aura. Evil. My name's my name's Gary. Uh, Evil. Yeah, we were hired to come here and take care of uh, your your supernatural situation. Um, just did. Unfortunately, uh, we weren't quick enough to, to save uh, there. Definitely, yeah. Nope. Uh, the evil thing was is dead now. Took care of it. You're the evil thing. It was evil on the outside. You are evil on the inside. I sense it. Cool. Yeah, it's just years of drinking, lady. It's more than that. I, I, obviously, I see your liver <laughs> and the way it's working overtime. Evil. And uh, uh, Juno has finally kind of composed herself and, and uh, reassembles her uh, flawless uh, um, attire and, and pushes past uh, Terry and walks into the room kind of avoiding. Oh, yeah, there's also like a large hole in the room. <laughs> um, and she goes, Terry, it appears there is something in this house, but it looks like you've done your job. Always thorough. Well, then I guess payment is due. See Reginald for your payment and now leave. You have solved our problem and increased our portion of the inheritance at the same time. So, I mean, like, we got one guy. I'm not sure if there's more than one, but... You got the creature. Clearly you're done. Completed. You may leave. Uh, right. We're just going to ask a couple more questions to make sure. I mean, I got like three more grenades, so... <laughs> Miss, this was a man brought back from the dead. Yes, yes, I deduce that. Uh, See Zach Snyder. I don't mean to be insensitive here, but there were two other victims in the accident. We should probably determine their fate as well. Yes, we need to exhume the bodies. Exhume <laughs> the bodies? That is not the Well, one of them is right here, right? Well, you may examine this body. <laughs> she gestures all around the room. <laughs> we just, we need to be thorough, man. Uh, we're quick about it. I will go into the study. I am having a brandy. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll look over to uh, to Chase. Chase, um, grab the shovel out of the van. We gotta, gotta go take 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 a look. And uh, Terry is still circling you. You will not disturb my father and other brother, Evil. Evil. Oh, no, I don't take, ma'am. It's this guy. The new guy gets to do that. Oh, excuse me. Evil. I see a black aura. You are evil. We're supposed to wear cataracts. Say so she's not even seeing me. <laughs> uh, and um, Sarah is just wailing. Now it's it's becoming like a high pitched, ear piercing, teeth grinding scream of grief and terror and just madness. Yeah. She is just going and going and going. Very much trying to get. Oh, that room. Very uncomfortable. Don't want to deal with this situation. I'll look at Terry and say, man, you should tend to your sister. I have a crystal for that. Not to worry, but you evil. Understood. <laughs> As you push past, Sarah grabs onto you, onto your coveralls, and is still screaming, looking at your face. Like, <sighs> she's just latching on to you like a lifeline. Oh, man. No idea what to do. Just pat her on the head. <laughs> there, there. There, there, there. Your sister's gonna help you out and just try and 
fry her hands off. <laughs> <laughs> you manage to get your hands off and, and uh, move past. She takes a, a swipe at you, too. Where are you headed? I think um, jump out to the van to grab a shovel and then to the backyard to where this uh, family graveyard is. I'll head straight to the back. To, to okay. Tree. Okay. Scout. Yeah, no. I head up the front door to the van. You head down to the van and uh, Chase, you head down to the back door. The back door is accessible through the kitchen. And I'm now dead. We've split the brain. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. you get eaten. Uh, you, uh, so you're, you're at the back door and you, you feel the presence of someone behind you. I will slowly turn to look at and see who has followed me. It is Terry, armed with the crystal. She's yeah. like, I'm coming with you. Why? Because it is my father and my other brother, and you are evil. I want to make sure that you do not do anything nefarious with their remains. Fair, I'll nod, and fair enough. Um, before we go, ma'am, have you seen anything untoward or strange that's bothering you about this evening? This whole house is odd and strange. It is evil. There is a spirit, speak to her, a poltergeist, a beast, an unliving, the undead, they should be in the ground, speak to them. in this home, and it wants us dead, dead I say. Can you make any link to the writing on the wall in the kitchen, to the specter? Daddy only gets cake. And she does the same kind of um, introversion. That's not a word. I just made that up. That kind of inter she introspection. She she kind of closes in on herself and, and very similar to what Brett did. Uh, I don't know how to shut her up. Chase <laughs> silently congratulates himself and uh, nice. starts to walk towards the, uh, <laughs> the, back, the backyard. You open the door and you can see the family plot. It's got some wrought iron gates. In front of it, they are a jar. Um, but um, uh, at, at that time, you were able to retrieve your shovel, okay. and uh, you've made your way back in the kitchen as you see Chase uh, just heading towards the rotter gate. Uh, following Chase is Terry. Oh, great! And so she's she's right behind you still, like only Daddy gets cake. Cool. Yep, we follow them back out there. All right, the great plots. You come into the family plot, there's a number of uh, headstones, uh, graves, and you can easily see uh, which are the newest, because they are in a row. One, two, and a larger one. You can kind of figure out that Ted, the patriarch of the family, would have had the larger gravestone. Uh, getting a little closer, the both of you, you can see that one of the graves has been erupted from within. And uh, uh, someone looked like someone sort of pulled themselves out. Uh, sort of smashed through the coffin, pulling through. Looking at the larger grave, you can see that that is also being erupted, and that someone has pulled themselves out of that one as well. The third grave, uh, Chaz, is undisturbed. Okay, so I'll beat us here. Oh, I hand the shovel over over to Jason. Well, again, before I do that. Uh... Maybe I should investigate a mystery, but um Yeah. Inspect the graves. Kind of. Yeah. 
So you can kind of do either here, I guess. In, in a sense, you could do uh, read a bad situation because this is kind of a more of a clear monster or something here, or you can do investigate. If you do one, I'll do the other. Sure. Ah, yeah. I'd like to investigate a mystery. I got a seven. Okay. Plus uh, my sharp, which is eight. Okay. Yeah. So, so I just get to hold one. Yeah. Um, oh, again, I'm happy for you to paraphrase these. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. Well, around the where did it go in that I want to see not so obviously there are footsteps leading away from these graves hmm. I want to know prior to these footsteps if there's anything coming toward ah the graves uh yeah so um yeah clearly you can see um the grave dirt tracks of the first creature that left uh which was probably Chet uh and that is gone and then um from Ted's grave you can see the footprints as they slowly get uh less and less dirt on them, and mm-hmm. that leaves. Uh, but there's nothing that looks like someone coming in. It doesn't look like anybody entered this area before they left. So you all know, just dead people just decide to wake up, crawl into their grave, and just away they go. <laughs> okay, all right. And uh, Terry's right behind you, and she's she's like, oh, somebody disturbed daddy's grave. And I'll look over and say, your dad did. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. Why, why, why would you take the bodies? What did you do here? Evil. Evil. The view evil. Ma'am, do you see any other footsteps besides coming out of the graves here? Maybe they were wearing slippies. I don't know. For took right? No, the equipment. I just know that it's evil. You're in trouble. Oh, well. Uh, I don't have a shovel. I, I hardly know what to do with one. <laughs> Believe that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's right up in your grill, John. She's right up in you. Try to maybe just reach around her and reach for the shovel in your other hand. Just kind of let you fast off. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna try and kind of calm her down at this point. Just like, ma'am, like, it's, it's gonna be okay. I understand you're upset. We just we do need some room to work here. Figure out what's going on. Um, and maybe if you could just kind of like go back to the house, take a tea or something like that, or a crystal or something. But we can, yeah, just let us let us maybe let us let us do our job here. Uh, so you're gonna try to manipulate someone? I am. Yes, I'm gonna we'll try to manipulate her. That's first manipulation. <laughs> so this will be rolling plus my charm. Unfortunately, I have a zero for my charm. So let's see how it goes. Uh, okay, that's not too bad. We got a nine there, so straight nine. Nice, nice. So on a seven to ten, um, oh, that's wrong. on a seven to ten, they'll uh, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show them that you mean it. Folks, just so you know, this obviously uh, points out that you don't always need modifiers to roll well, but uh, you know, it's up to you and how uh, risky you want to play. <laughs> um, so what what specifically are you? King of her. I'm asking her to just kind of like leave. Go okay. back to the back to the house. She's like, "Why? Why do you want me to leave?" Because we're, we're we're trying to do our job here. It's you know we're professionals. This is what we do. We take care of zombies, I guess. Uh, frequently. Why? I will let you go on your work. You won't leave, but I won't get in your way. Is oh. that fair enough? I suppose. Yeah. Just maybe you know. We'll wait by the end of the gate. It's on. And she, she kind of skirts around you and goes over to the graves, and, and she actually sits on Kaz's gravestone. 
uh, and it is watching you both. Very good. Go ahead. Well, that's the rest I got. Must have digging. Chase nods and he'll uh, he'll start zooming the undisturbed. Brain. Okay, you're going for Chaz's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sink in a shovel. And that's what we wanted to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you start digging away, and and she's she's like uh, notices that she's a bit in your way, so she um, she she's looking for somewhere else to perch, and so she gets up and uh, uh, starts to step over to another grave. But then hands erupt from the grave and latch onto her ankles. Oh, and shit. yank her down really? to her waist. Which grave She's, is this? This is Chaz's. The one undisturbed grave. Oh, shit. I wasn't soon enough. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> she is up to her waist, and she is freaking out. She grabs the crystal and is like... Hey, Screaming and screaming and squeezing the crystal, uh, as as she starts, the screams start to turn to screams of pain. Uh, I'd like to kick some ass. All right, um, I have to be on the shovel. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, like a grenade. Got... <laughs> it feels like a grenade. This dude here. I was kind of wondering why, you know, even though I kitted myself out with an assault rifle and a revolver, but a part of my uh, class, the wrong, I get to choose a signature weapon. And I choose a huge sword. Oh, yes, that's right. So I am going to pull out said huge sword. Has the hilt been kind of just sticking out the whole time? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, it's like a big claymore, right? That's so it's been, brilliant. yeah, and, and not even hiding it, just like tilt above my head, pointing out past towards, you know, at an angle below to my feet. <laughs> Making it awkward to move. Okay. Yeah, I kind of had to kind of duck, get through doorways, but you know. All right. Um, I'm gonna yeah pull it out. I'm gonna start um, prodding the ground as it were. Okay. To try to find the zombie with the uh, the danger end of this big stick. Gotcha. Okay. You uh, you start stabbing down. I won't get you to roll like a kick some ass uh, shooter. Oh yeah, I will actually. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's see. That's what I'm good at. And I will see what you're good at. Eight plus two, so that's ten total. Awesome. Yeah, so you get an extra effect. What would you like to do? Nice. Um, first them where I want them. Oh, yeah, that's good. Nice. Kind of, yeah, try to separate the zombie from the victim. Yeah, yeah I love it. Uh, so um, you, uh, you've jammed your sword in. Um, this... Uh, Obviously inflicts uh, damage because I'm going to say that you hit this individual. So what is the kind of damage? Let's work on damage. Why not? Huge sword. Yeah. Three harm with the tags messy and heavy. Nice. So we we haven't really explored much in the tags there. And um, tags are cool because they give like weapons, vehicles, uh, certain things, mm -hmm. um, some cool flavor. Yeah. So you heavy, obviously it's a massive two-handed sword. And let's see, there is no kind of there's no surgery. <laughs> Did I just take off her leg? <laughs> so you you plunge it in and um you can hear kind of a muffly moany sound as uh uh you know that you've struck something. And and you can see that that she lurches forward and then lurches back. Uh, as uh, uh, you can see that she's starting to pull herself a little out of the grave uh, uh, a bit. Literally. Yeah, literally <laughs> pulls herself out of the grave. And she's she's managed to get up to her knees. You notice on her right leg that she has nothing below the knee. And it is pouring blood out of her leg. 
she starts going pale. And she stopped kind of uh, pulling out, but you know that whatever's got her, you've you've managed to distract it or pin it enough where it's not continuing to gnaw on her. I think while while uh, Chase is doing that, uh, Gary will try and pull the rest of the way out and uh, rip off his sleeve or whatever to try and make it whatever he can on that leg. <laughs> All right, you you pull her up. Uh, it was actually surprisingly easy. As you see, her left leg is hung on by a thread of flesh. So both her legs have been gnawed. As you as you pull her out and just fountains of blood are pouring back into the dirt. You see her go... And she, she takes a crystal and kind of warms it up and tries to like stop the bleeding with a crystal. <laughs> I'm going to get you to act under pressure. Sure, you can turn a K. The leg. <laughs> okay. I'm rolling great tonight. So that's a uh, three. Yeah. Plus my cool, which is a two. So we're rolling a five total. That is in the range of fail. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I fail. I'll mark an experience. So okay. So what? How do you bungle this? Can you describe what you uh, actually end up doing? Gary has no idea what he's doing with the tourniquet. He just. Wraps cloth loosely around one stump and then goes right to the next one, trying to do the same. So there's a little jut of bone sticking out of her right leg, and you actually tourniquet the bone. And head over to the other leg. Do you want to roll to see if you can tourniquet this one? She and she is. I feel like she is done this one. Okay, blood is good. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's an eleven. Oh, plus, uh, I don't have advanced moves, but uh, yeah, I, I think I managed to that one leg. <laughs> that left leg, you do a, a perfect tourniquet, like like the the uh, textbook tourniquet. It's not too tight; it's just enough to pinch the vein. Yeah. So good, I might even be distracted and look over and go, "Yeah, John." <laughs> You've actually managed to make a little a, like present bow on it. It looks really neat and nice, and and she she even comments on it. And she passes out as her uh, right leg continues to pour out blood. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, backs up and goes home. <laughs> Chase, you can see that the earth around um, your sword is starting to rise a bit. You, you've, you've, it's lodged into something. And as it rises more and more, you can the dirt starts to Heart, and you can see uh, the back of someone, and your blade is right in their spine, and that's they're coming coming out like kind of like lower back first, like like they're you know, kind of Michael Jacksoning right there, <laughs> yeah, that thing. Uh, and uh, um, they're still rising. They don't. It doesn't seem like the blade has caused them pain, uh, but it is definitely affecting their movement. Their legs are a little jelly. Okay. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. So the blade's definitely like I've got some control over this. You do. You you get you can sort of ratatouille this guy a bit. Just <laughs> <laughs> wonder if there's like I use it kind of like a grapple almost. But uh, maybe uh, instead of grappling, this is a sharp you know two bladed weapon here. I will try to uh, kick some ass again. And um, I like to even saw my way out one side or the other. Awesome. Okay. To kind of saw them in half. <laughs> well, it's not a saw, but like, and like a sword's gonna with the blade, right? That I'd like to 
my the points obviously dug in yeah. i like to just kind of uh, what's the word i'm looking for like just pry it sideways yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay that's the, kind of the, what i'm trying Let's to get that right yeah. nice Ooh. so that's a straight 10 right there plus tough so that's 12. awesome so you get a uh a little extra action yeah would you like to do so I guess I can't. I still can't pick, even though it's a twelve. I still can't pick from the advanced. Not yet. No, no, that's uh, according to the rules, lawyer guy. According to the actual rules, we only able to access that when we've leveled up to that point, right? And that's five levels. I, I believe think, it's five okay? levels. Yeah. I can take from currency. Um, I'll just like gain the advantage. I take a plus one moving forward. Or okay. actually, I can also give it to another hunter. So you can actually give it to Gary. Nice. Okay. So it turns out. Chase, that you, um, the way that you turned it, you you actually went the long way and severed the spine properly and cut the rest of the meat. And so you basically found a way to sever like 85% of this, uh, of Chaz. Uh, and so his body kind of lurches after it's been freed from its um, physics. Uh, and uh, uh, he spins a bit, but, but a can comes at you. Wow. And and reaches back and actually scrapes uh, uh, well, it actually grabs the meat of your calf mm -hmm. and pinches enough to tear the skin. Yeah. Take one harm. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've taken a total of two harm. Um, if I take two more, I will reach uh, a state that we can get it to later. Yeah, yeah, and that gets that gets really interesting. Um, yeah, I think at that point, um, his head's exposed. Yeah. Uh, Gary's ready. He'll just pull out his nine millimeter and just try and pop him in the head. Go for it. So that's snake eyes. So even with a plus two to top, that's not going to make it. So another experience. Maybe people still level up in this one. Uh, so yeah, kick some ass. I got a um, six and lower. So I messed up. Uh, I believe that means I. Don't do any damage at him at all. Yeah, I, I think that's I miss. <laughs> but you managed to get out um, your catchphrase before you were going to pop on point blank. And what is that catchphrase? Um, <laughs> turn the gun sideways, kill shot. <laughs> okay. A complete miss. Uh, you're, yeah. Kill shot. And it, um, you, you, you were kind of thrown off uh, a, a little bit because uh, turning your gun is actually a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it fires and it ricochets off Ted's headstone and it shatters and and shrapnel, uh, cement shrapnel erupt. And, and you your face gets cut by this shrapnel and you take one harm. Right, so, yeah. uh, so I also do have... Um... Uh, battlefield awareness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it says, uh, yeah, you always know what's happening around you and what to watch out for. I guess I'm used to missing and pulling up tombstones and shrapnel. I guess I'm just more used to shrapnel. Used name. to shrapnel. Uh, yeah. So it says, uh, take plus one armor for max of two on top of whatever uh, you get from your gear. Awesome. So my gear doesn't give me any armor, um, but this this does. So I, uh, one armor okay. means I negate one harm. Perfect. Well, yeah, it's a sharp piece. And it kind of it, it cuts you in in a way that that isn't uh, oh, yeah. going to cause any harm, but will leave a, a really wicked scar. That people are going to ask you about all the time. Kind of thing. So it just it sort of just slices the first few layers of skin, 
uh, in, in like a lightning bolt kind of shape. <laughs> yeah, there Perfect. Go. Yeah, real Harry Potter ass. Did you say no, there's any glasses after this? <laughs> um, I forgot I had armor, but I'll, I'll keep the oh. arm here and we'll, so just moving forward, I'll just remember my armor. You sure? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. These are, these are deadly zombies, remember? They are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so um, he's, he's now struggling now. What are you doing? You can see that he's, yeah, he's wearing some kind of like uh, funeral suit. Obviously, it's slid up the back and things like that. And um, you can see his flesh has been uh, burned as well. And there's lots of twitches of, of missing skin and, and singed flesh. Funeral suits usually slid up the back? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, really? I thought I was, I was like, is this a detail that yeah. you know, suggests something or is this normal? Oh, no, that's normal. I did not know that. Yeah, that's to make it easier to dress the people. Makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But I asked because I was definitely thinking that was this is something to do with the mystery. <laughs> See, I'm like, hmm. That's a, oh, geez, I've had to put so many bodies in the ground. Oh. But that's, that's a, like a, a funeral trick. Oh, cool. Yeah. I learned something. No kidding. Yeah. You know, um, whenever you see a zombie like in a movie that's like and you can see like their hands are falling off they got their bum is exposed like in George A. Romero's movies okay. like Dawn of the Dead Day of the Dead um, yeah. uh, all, the, all the zombies are, are exposed in the back because oh, yeah. it's the grave scene yeah I did not know that that's yeah cool. mm. okay Chase I would like to kick some ass again so now that the sword is right. basically se separated from this zombie I'd like to go for the kill if the roll yeah uh, 11 Awesome. So 13 total with my tough. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, I guess, some context. Um, everybody else was leveling up in our other game when we first played this. Oh, uh, yeah. I was four levels behind halfway through our campaign. <laughs> this is your curse and your blessing. <laughs> and this game, it is an effective team yeah. member, but also the most underleveled team member. I struggle really hard in uh, tabletops uh, games that require low rolls instead of high ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, okay, what does this look like? What do you uh, here? I'm going to inflict terrible harm, so I'm going to do a total of four damage. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm trying to go for the kill shot. Uh, where specifically? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Head okay. from shoulders. All right. Um, pissed off from that wound in your calf. Um, you have a, a beautiful arc in the air as you whoop, lop that head right off and I, I think it's it's such a good role I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say you, you you came out of that one unscathed kind of thing I'm gonna be generous oh, which is a rarity but um yeah you lop that head off and the, the body falls to the ground and goes still as the head falls away it actually lands on Terry <laughs> yeah and you can see that she is not breathing anymore they what a good <laughs> Bone so good. <laughs> Chase is just gonna stand go. We're not getting our yeah, are we? Now here's a question. I don't know the rules. If all of them die, but we stay in the house, do we get the inheritance? Probably not. Hope so. It's where his squatters rights. Right? <laughs> it's the house. <laughs> um well, one third of the way there. <laughs> we were the murderers all along. <laughs> uh, well, um, you can see, uh, looking back at the house, you see uh, a, a person silhouetted by the light of the kitchen door that is open. Uh, and the silhouette, you can tell it's Juno. 
and uh, um, she is, is stalking forward towards the grave, towards you both. I knew it from the little thing in the corner that said witness. Witness <laughs> <laughs> the story straight. Zombie came out, killed her. I mean, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <laughs> story straight. <laughs> uh, she gets close up and she surveys. She looks at you both. Zombie came out of the ground and killed her? Yes. I guess uh, you've certainly taken care of that problem. Yep, well, one third of the way there, and I'll gesture towards the other grave. Uh, she goes, oh, for, um, tell you what, if you eliminate father, you will be rewarded handsomely. Not a point. If you eliminate father, and maybe allow father to eliminate Sarah, you will be rewarded further. Look over at Chase and it's like, I mean, it hasn't been a good season for us. <laughs> and she, she gets up close to you, to you, Gary, and uh, and sort of runs a finger down your uh, overalls. Are you wearing cover? Yeah. What's yeah. the uniform? You I, think, I feel like it's coveralls. Yeah, coveralls, yeah. Generic, generic blue, you know, yeah. off-the-shelf coveralls. You got the batty beater. Gary yeah. wanted orange, but I said that was too prison. So. <laughs> and uh, and she, she also kind of gently strokes your cheek a little bit. And like, you're very capable. Yeah, been been doing this long enough. Uh, mm. A little uncomfortable. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, nope. Uh, Chase also very comfortable. We'll just, um, we'll take care of the zombie, I guess, for you. Well, zombie and not in a hurry, obviously. The... No, we, we got to make sure we're thorough. Take our time. That's right. That's right. Both of you. And she sends a hand to you and strokes your cheek. Both of you are very capable. And uh, I'm so glad we were able to come to an arrangement. Super. Mm. I guess I'll look at Chase like, well, let's uh, get to it and not my head back towards the house. I'm sure you'll want to say your goodbyes to your sister or something like that. There don't seem to be any zombies out here. No, I'm fine. Okay, thanks. Chase is just going <laughs> to shrug and sort back in hilt in her sheath and then, yeah. I guess I'll just be kind of like, well, uh, I'll let you get back to the house. We'll just toss his body in the grave and come in after you. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, she says, well, I would like to avoid uh, getting killed by my father. Uh, is there a safe place that I can be while you do your business? I don't really want to go in the house and get killed. I mean, our, our, my van's unlocked. You can go in there. I've got oh. keys. You just lock it. Would you show me to your van then? Uh, Miss Juno. Yeah, yeah. Gary will. Uh, <laughs> before you go. Yes. What relationship does your father have with Kate? Daddy gets cake. Daddy only ever got cake. On Daddy's birthday, Daddy expected all of us to give him birthday cake. And if the cake wasn't good enough, then we were told to leave the party and he would threaten to remove us from the will. Daddy's birthday was always the most important day of the year. And uh, if you don't mind the pun, Got his just desserts. Definitely give Chase annoying luck. Yeah, this this lady is 
definitely the one that cut like sudden breaks or something like that on the cards. And uh, so, so, so then she uh, another sort of uh, ching of the coveralls of your your muscly arms. So that there. Uh, yeah, the, just this way, and I'll just start leaving towards the van. Okay. Uh, I'd like to start following the tracks that led from uh, Senor oh, Monroe's. Definitely leaving you with grave. a psychopath. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chase, you find your way uh, at least towards the house. Okay. Um, you can see, and, and it's it's funny you didn't notice when you left the house, but now that you're knowing what you're looking for, you can see bits of dirt, grave dirt lead into the home you know that uh chet and scaled from the outside to attack brett and so you can see tracks that lead in uh and they are leading now uh they actually went the long way uh, through the kitchen there's um i mean the main uh the main uh, lobby has a a sort of a grand staircase right up uh and they you can see that little remnants of dirt specks lead up the staircase Okay. And that's kind of different from how we got up. Or were the, the bedrooms that we we found uh, Brett in, those were not yes. on a different level? Yeah. So so Brett was on the second level. And there was a separate staircase that led to the kitchen, which is where the painting was and where uh, you went near the kitchen, where the writing was. And then that's where you went to the uh, grave. So through the other door of the kitchen leads to more of the grand staircase. And that leads up. And there's more bedrooms on top. Not because Chase is sadistic, but uh, more just because not wanting to put himself in too much danger without backup. <laughs> he's going to wait for Gary. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, arriving at the van, uh, um, she's uh, on full-on sort of selfless mode. Uh, kind of thinks she's like, wow, you have so much equipment in your van. Yeah, we uh, keep it well stocked. You certainly do. Yeah. Um, maybe please, just please show me. Uh, where can I sit? Here? Just open up. I I feel like the in this case, like the the van has like the classic two front seats. I think it's got kind of like that cage yeah. back, like that kind of separates the equipment from the like the front, especially with like you know, plywood aids and stuff in the back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just kind of open the passenger <laughs> side. Back <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Okay. Let's kind of open the passenger door and like usher her in. Okay. Um. She uh, um, kind of uh, um, slides into uh, the van and in, into the seat and, uh, you know, has the springs. <laughs> She's like, I certainly don't want to be alone. I'm terribly frightened. Uh, yeah, no, don't worry. I'll be quick. You know, close the door. Press the lock button on the keys. <laughs> Back inside. Okay. Uh, you book it back inside, and um, I'm going to say just where the van was. You probably go through the front door. Yeah, again. yeah. Uh, and there is uh, Chase waiting at the ground floor. She's definitely the one that killed the father. I do not want to be alone with her again. <laughs> we are locked in the car. Um, to be okay, I mean, those locks don't open from the inside. Um, that's, that's, you designed it. Yeah, a really good deal on it. <laughs> There is no airbags. The locks are broken from the inside. It's a death trap. That's the tag. Dead trap. Yeah, I got its name for a reason. It's yeah, the death trap. Oh, yeah. here it is, much. I was wondering why I always had to, you know, kick the door twice, everything. Yeah. Um, so well, hopefully, hopefully that'll keep her in there. 
She's not a keeper. Don't worry about it. Let's get the zombie out of here and let her off and get out of here. Yeah, I'll put Jester up the stairs saying he, I can see some dirt. So going up the, the, second, the grand staircase here. Nice. So he's probably up there, but he's ahead of us at a, by a bit. So let's see if we can Hands out. suss him out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, weapons out. You head up the staircase. Uh, looming to the uh, left, once you're at the top, uh, you can see that little tiny specks of dirt uh, heading in. Um, in that direction, you kind of lose the rest of that trail, really. Right? The dirt's kind of falling off. But one of the bedroom doors is ajar, and it's not Brent's, it's a different bedroom. Okay, I'm thinking, um, yeah, you go, you would all know, I'll get the door open and get ready to fire. Sure, anything to lose, just shoot it. <laughs> I mean, not quite, but look for zombie first, then shoot. <laughs> if you say so. No, Rescue I mean, scenario, we'll back up and I'll toss another grenade in. I mean, you like your grenades, so yeah, yeah I'll uh, take a position. It's the safest way to kill a zombie. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'll take a position to be the one to enter the room first after you open the door. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'll just kind of kick the door open and level the gun and look at what's in there. Level the gun. Um, kick the door open. It's um, the room itself is is very warm. Lots of candles. Um, you know, it looks there's lots of like blankets there. Lots of Kitties on the blankets and things like that. There's like puppy dog paintings. Look like a kid's bedroom kind of thing. Um, different, different. Uh, on on the closet is hanging different uh, kind of orange colored dresses. <laughs> uh, and in the middle of the room is uh, a man. The man is wearing a, a, a grave suit, um, scarred and flesh peeled off like the others. The eyes are glowing green, and he's holding a platter. And in the platter, it's Sarah's head. And on top of Sarah's head, candles. And ends up their bag. <laughs> and from the creature you hear, I got my king. As he starts coming towards you. Kneecap. I'm still thinking it's a person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I'll try to fire at the zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to go a little meta here for a sec, okay? <laughs> Just for a minute. Just for our listeners. Um, and you, and I think you mentioned this uh, earlier, John, in the last episode, was um, when we encounter a big bad, typically there is only one way to kill the big bad, right? And so part of the mystery is kind of uncovering how what is the weakness of the big bad? I mean, we're kind of truncating this a little bit because often you would maybe have a quick encounter with a big bad and maybe there would be a clue and stuff like that. So so my my clue as to how this person can be destroyed, I, I tried to embed in the story a little bit. It's something to do with cake. Maybe candles. Maybe fire. I don't know. here. Um, but um, it's typically the only way that you will be able to that big bad. Uh, but anyway, let's pretend we didn't hear that. <laughs> so he's coming towards you. Well, I guess open. <laughs> I guess in this case, it's just open. You got open fire? Yeah. Think, uh, yeah two yeah, shots aiming for the knees, I guess. Okay. I'll roll and kick some ass on this one. Come on, not doubles, snake eyes. Okay, six, seven, eight. Okay, here we go. Not bad. Uh, so on a cake. Um, you and whatever you are fighting, uh, inflict harm on each other. Yes. 
So what are you aiming? My little nine millimeter pistol is a two harm, close and loud. Okay. Uh, aiming for the knees. Nice. Uh, so in this proximity, it's very loud in this room. So uh, your poor ears again. Tinnitus. <laughs> You've got that tinnitus going. Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, you open fire. Um, lift me cap. Just explode. And he gives a little wobble. But he keeps coming. He opens up his mouth. And out of his mouth launches. <laughs> Um, it flies at you and hits you in the face. Right? And it starts stinging your eyes and getting into your mouth and flinging it really hard to breathe. So I'm going to kind of retcon this in that uh, it's not that you're going to take necessarily harm, but you're going to get a, a minus two for your next attack roll. Fair enough. So I'm going to go and play a little fast and loose. Okay. Yeah. So projectile vomiting at me. Projectile vomiting. He got hit yeah. cake. And he's still coming forward. You're up, Chase. Should I piss him off by shooting the cake? Or Desperately trying to scrape the cake all my yeah, mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take a... I guess how far is he away from me? He's, he's very close. Very close? Yeah. Yeah, I'll try to take a shot here. Okay. Um, shot. Yeah, I'll take my DM shot. <laughs> Not a shot at my DM. <laughs> Lost his true weakness. The um, so I did roll uh, seven, eight, nine. Okay, yeah, so uh, same sort of thing, you hurt each other. So, uh, where are you aiming? Actually, at the cake, okay, through the cake. Ah, nice, okay, you uh, shoot through the cake. Um, Velma, no, Sarah, uh, Velma's head kind of splits. Uh, as as the bullet strikes him, what what kind of damage does that do? Uh, that does three harm. Three. Close area, loud, and it takes me time to reload. But uh, okay, so yeah, more tinnitus for the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can see the exit wound. Uh, not so much the entry, but the exit wound blasts behind him, and all sorts of like flesh and blue and eight hit the um, uh, which we we'll call it the the back of the wall, uh, and, and he stumbles a bit. But he's still coming forward. Okay. And and this time he throws the tray at you. Uh and it, it hits you in the chest. And there I'm gonna get you to take a harm, but you've got uh, two harm, but you have armor. Yeah, so I take one harm. One harm. Okay. Just from that blood force. Like it was an incredible amount of force from an awkward throw. Uh and you are covered in um Sarah as well. You've got like brains and goo all over you. I was wondering if I get a reaction from the zombie, I guess. But he's yeah. still coming. It seems he didn't feel the pain. He's still coming, and he's he's very close to you now, John. Yeah, we're gonna need some cake. <laughs> Give the guy what he wants. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point. Um, so I think you're yeah starting to starting to pick up. This might not be the normal dude mm. on basalt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try and out of the room as fast as I can and make my way to the kitchen. <laughs> What people don't normally have green eyes like this? <laughs> don't normally projectile vomit cake at me. Oh no, that's what tipped you Um and um, cake zombie. Again, it, it uh yeah. I, I think um uh I think you nailed it, I think intuitively, like cake has something to do with this. Or things to do with cake something to do with this. I think that you feel that in your bones. The DM makes you feel that in your bones. 
Yeah, making a beeline to the kitchen. Okay. You're you're taking off the kitchen. Anything? What do you do in there, Chase? Uh, I'm gonna you know, back up as well, just to try to create some room. But I'm gonna draw my sword. Okay. And I'll use that to keep on fighting. Okay. Take a swing. Looking through your abilities. Yeah, and I, I've got a an ability called Berserk. Mm -hmm. No matter how much harm you take, yeah. you can always keep going until the current fight is over. During the fight, the Keeper may not use harm moves on you, and you cannot die. Oh my oh, gosh! Snap. When the fight ends, all the harm takes effect as normal. <laughs> so you're range, awesome. basically. I am ranging. I'm not to range. You're Mr. Furious. <laughs> okay. I'm barbarian of this world. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll take some notes. Right. Six, six, seven, eight. Okay, that is uh, essential sort of thing. Uh, so where are you aiming? On to the hell. Okay, stabbers. Overhead. Well, maybe I don't think I've got enough room. I guess how big are the, the, the ceiling? <laughs> oh, they're pretty high. If I got enough room. I'm like, yeah, over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You come down and your blade enters his head and goes down to about taller. Perfect. Uh, and and this is one of the first time he looks like he kind of feels it. And and, and his gnarled and clawed hand slips you across the face, and, and you don't even feel it. it doesn't even resonate. Sixteen R. Yes, sixteen. Yes. Um. But uh, oh, you've got armor, don't you? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll track that. So seventeen harm. Seventeen. No. Fifty. <laughs> um, so he 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 pulls you across the face, but um, you can see that he's but almost like rage. Well, straight up, do that right back. <laughs> okay, just and swivel around, look at him right in the eyes, and, and scream back. <laughs> You're having that oh, yeah. scream fast because yeah, yeah. your sword is still there. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're at the kitchen. What do you do? Um, desperately looking through the fridge, the cupboard, anything to do that looks like cake related items. Okay. You manage to open a drawer and, and you see a knife, uh, a kitchen knife that says uh, "Birthday Boy." Nice, taking that. Okay, is that the only? I imagine the only cake-related thing that I'm finding in there. Pretty much the only cake-related thing. Running back up the stairs, right, filling all okay. the booze. <laughs> you run up and and you you witness this scene as this sword is like most way through, okay. and these two individuals are just screaming at each other. <laughs> Well, mine's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll say you you probably get first move there. Sure. Uh, I look back at, at Gary and are you going to try to... Yeah, I'm running towards him. I'm holding, brandishing a knife overhand. <laughs> so I think it's um, I think another ability. I just wanted to also question how it works. Um, so never again, but it's, it's uh, in combat you may choose to protect someone. So I'm just wondering how protect someone works. I assume I need to make my role beforehand... And kind of it's like a plus, you know, protection going off forward for another character. Um, what, what's the whole description there? Uh, so uh, the, the the specific um, ability in combat, you may choose to protect someone without rolling, as if you had rolled a ten plus, you may not choose to suffer little harm though. So I take whatever. Oh, okay. whatever. Uh, so your your operation human shield essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you you can somehow find your way to deflect, disrupt, or get in the way of 
any kind of retaliation towards John, okay. essentially. Now, do you want to do that, or do you want to do the help out action, uh, hoping to give me a, a plus one on my next roll? Because yeah. I have a minus two right now. <laughs> yeah, no, then I don't mind doing that, but I, I kind of wanted to bring this up, because so I wasn't quite sure how protect someone works, because, you know, you generally want to, when you protect someone, intervene as the right. is coming. I think usually in this one, um, mm. it's when that person is taking harm, you roll to either protect uh, okay. someone. Yeah. So I think this one is, yeah, basically it's when someone's going to take a big hit, you just, you're, you're a shield. Yeah. yeah. So in this game, you you know, there's not structured turns like, say, in D&D. No, I can't do anything unless, unless it's my turn. Yeah. 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 Cool. Good call. Uh, yeah, so you you definitely you can either opt to uh, make sure that there is no repercussions against John in that way, or or uh, you can see that he's yeah he's he's got that look in his eyes. I'll help out, yeah, because <laughs> I you know pretty in a good situation. About you, obviously, um, you know, if not troll the collarbone at this point. Yeah, then yeah, I'll help out. Uh, it's a plus cool. Plus cool. So I'm just rolling straight because I got no modifier. Right. Right? Yeah. So this is cool. Nine. 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 Not bad. Yeah, not bad. So on a seven to nine, you help grants them a plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Okay. But um, I also gave you another plus one. Oh, that's right. Earlier on, with my uh, one of my kick some ass rolls, I gave you. Uh, oh, that's wrong to another hundred. So you got a plus two. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, plus two. So I need so to have you because right now. My top is a plus two, so normally it would max out at a plus three because that's yeah. the most you can ever get. But because you have that negative two, that's nice and helpful. Oh, that's right. I also expose myself to more trouble or danger. Yeah. Basically, nice. you're taking the next hit. So you've negated any cake-related mishaps, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, and you're going to take your human shield. Yes. You, yeah. I'm going to roll, kick some ass with that birthday that's boy good. knife. Okay. Going to yell, kill shot. You <laughs> go for the side of the head with uh, the knife. Okay. <laughs> Four, five, six. <laughs> Another fail. This is going great. So you can choose to spend a luck if you want. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll spend. I'll spend another luck. <laughs> All right. It's funny with this game. Even though, if, if like, if you don't roll perfectly, I still technically haven't failed a roll. Yeah. But I've also received things that didn't weren't that great, even with my my middle my <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you go in for a slice, uh, and um, again, you've 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 rolled the the best that could be possibly rolled. Steve down uh, the perfect uh, vertical slice. You slice down uh, adjacent to it, making a perfect, perfect big slice <laughs> out of his head. Uh, and, and as you do that, um, he one of the, his green eye that you can see. Uh, when it turns to you, and you can see some fear, it's that goes down, and that slice falls out as a perfect wedge. hits the ground. He stumbles back and, and starts screaming as his eyes get brighter and brighter and brighter. Boom! His head explodes in a green kicking mist, and he hits the ground. Falls over, unmoving, and that mist of green floats, floats, and hits the ceiling, and it forms into a word. You're now my cake, as it dissipates again. Oh, ominous! You've just been cursed, <laughs> uh, and you, um, 
Yeah, you're you're two of you are alone in the hallway with Ted, with bits of Sarah, and lots of cake. I don't think that was a guy of assault. <laughs> Chase is kind of thumbing through his on his phone to look for a dictionary, and he says, "I know turophobia is the fear of cake, but what would be the fear of being cake?" This guy obviously had intro turophobia. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Here, cutting cake and science. So, um, uh, I'm not going to do a, a like a retaliation on that to you. I think uh, we'll we'll spare you that. But um, when when the rage does hit, you do take one more harm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when you reach four or more harm, which I now have, I'm unstable. Yeah. So that means without medical attention, you're going to continue to take harm. And and adverse things can happen to you, I believe. I think that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So my uh, previous bone blade wound in my side is now leaking. Yeah. You require a spurt tourniquet. Not Gary. Let's do this. Gary, some of the time. Uh, and yeah, you you are uh, essentially alone in the house. Nice. Well, um, next to the hospital. Let's go collect our money first. I say you've got a girl locked in your van. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, you head down. Um, I think Reginald said he was in the library. Yes. Um, getting in to opening the door to the library, uh, you see Reginald, uh, and his feet are off the ground. He is being suspended by a rope, and you see a knocked-over chair and a letter pinned to his suit. I take it he's not moving. He's dead. Okay. Um, basically, that's uh, out of macabre chuckle. Uh, I really kind of would have been disappointed if he survived <laughs> all this. You know, we killed every single. Maybe it's funny he didn't survive. He's our paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> no, she is our paycheck. All right, we're going to pill. So I guess we'll go up and snatch that note off, uh, take a quick glance at it to see if it says anything immediately important. <laughs> it is, um, yeah, it, it, it's a note. Uh, it, it is um, uh, head with my one true love, um, uh, and um, I have fulfilled my final obligation, which was to uh, avenge those that had caused this harm. Oh, so all the kids were a part of that. And um, yeah, you. Uh, um, you can see just under his sleeve some markings that look like tattoo, that look like they are of cold nature. And up falls a check. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, and the check is for an astronomical amount. And on the committee is if you survived ghost baddies. Or batty beaters. <laughs> <laughs> no, straight up, you got it wrong. <laughs> I didn't misspell it. Change your name. <laughs> cool. Definitely pocket that check. Put up whatever safest pocket I got. <laughs> and then um, I guess yeah, help chase back out to the to the van. Sure. Okay. Uh, you uh, wander over to the van. You can see it's it's a little steamy in there, uh, and it's um, you can see Juno and 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 she's managed to to get her suit kind of down. Fit around her shoulders, kind of thing, sure. and she's kind of sexily raising in the back seat, kind of you know playing with some of the equipment, kind of thing. Playing your fingers you. off the knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like a psychopath at all. <laughs> yeah, and she sees you, and she goes, ah, 
Just beep, boop, unlock the door. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, we uh, took care of the issue. Oh. Think it was Reginald. He did some sort of cult thing, summon your dad. Oh. Uh, but you took care of him? What's yes. Sarah? Uh, she did not make it. She's gay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you certainly fulfilled your obligation. Yeah. After the reading of the will tomorrow, come by. And you will get your reward. Yeah, okay. Well, that sounds good. Chase will kind of uh, Gary will look kind of going, how much is that money worth to you? Riz kind of get down uh, to the hospital. It was a bit of a rough fight. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you go spend your night in the, the house. Well, I don't really want to be alone tonight. So after you're finished dropping the meat bag off, maybe you can pay me a visit. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, if it if it's quick enough to drop them off, I'll be I'll be right back here. Otherwise, uh, tomorrow morning. All right. Yeah. Too little. I shove Chase into the passenger side as fast as I can. Is she still in the back seat? Or... <laughs> no, she's out there. Yeah. Gonna quickly take my bloody hand off my wound and kind of wave it past her face to try to flip the van side of the van so I can hop in. <laughs> and I'll just speed up to the hospital try and get oh, yeah. Chase some attention. You take off as you see that she's waving in the background as she gets smaller and smaller. But she's still close enough by the um, the things are closer than the appear mirror. <laughs> uh, but you see she's waving and, and she's got what looks like some jewelry on her fingers uh, as she's waving and it's loose but it looks pretty ugly. There's no gems. There's like What's his face? Big ring? No, no, it is a ring. But it's a ring. It's a, it's a ring with a little point to it, like a pin. Uh-oh. As she's waving, and something clues in the back. Oh, uh, just that one of us? <laughs> no, those are grenade. Is it a grenade? Oh shit! <laughs> and we'll end it there. <laughs> I always wanted to die. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so that is uh, monster of the week. Uh, I, I based that off of a short from the first creep show. Okay. Uh, movie, uh, but um, that's that's uh, again a short, short version of it, obviously. Um, but um, what's lovely about these games is that you can, you can go like I think you said, Steve. You can do multiple yep. uh, episodes of it. And your characters can lag behind the rest. <laughs> yes, I very much did like that. But um, let's get some some uh, kind of final thoughts about this system from from both of you. Any any kind of final. Um, Things you want to say about it? Any kind of final tips and tricks or anything uh, for our listener? Yeah, I think that the biggest one for me, and I know we mentioned this in kind of our intro um, uh, episode there, is I just think um, anyone who's getting into the tabletop RPG kind of world, this is like the, from what I've seen so far, maybe it'll change as we go through new ones, but for me, this is like kind of the perfect way to get someone's feet wet into the into this world where it's, guided enough that it, it doesn't make the, the new person sit there thinking, oh, what do I do? How do I do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very guided. Yeah. But as we've seen in this uh, one, it's still loose enough that the DM can uh, change things. Change the rules. Change oh, the rules a little or forget the rules. <laughs> um, it's, it's nice because um, even if something happens uh, where one, maybe more experienced players know how to level up and that's what they want to play, um, the inexperienced players are still always helpful. Yeah. They always got roles. Um, there's always there's so many different um, playbooks you can use, mm-hmm. and each of them have their own specialty, uh, which makes each of them useful in their own way. 
uh, which is which is really great. Like when you get a, a bigger team of people with multiple different playbooks, it's really interesting to see how those different powers can kind of synergize together yeah. in different ways. Uh, would definitely recommend only having one of each. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And and yeah. keeping in mind too that as you level up, you can take abilities from different playbooks. That's so you're not always shoehorned into just these powers. Right. Yeah. In our last game, I was the professional, yeah. um, and then I kind of transitioned my way into like a, a monster hybrid. Nice. You know, kind of took this kind of beastly, uh, you know, powers, and it was yeah, kind of went from uh, you, you, and obviously John kind of played that with a, a professional, and I worked my way into something more physical and yeah. uh, close range. It was pretty cool. Um, tried to kind of go tanky, kind of like uh, the way the wronged is. Uh, now but uh yeah i'd say for this game um you know almost like any other game is uh you know yeah play with your dm in the sense that you know yeah. in this especially in this um podcast we're very loose and uh you know this isn't a, produ- a big production right and you're having fun and uh and yeah keep your uh keep your games at home like that this this uh, system works really well with that there's not as much um structure not as much um you know chart after chart after chart uh like some of the other games are which is, is good if you can yeah kind of fill the the gaps as, as it were with with the dm and with the players beside you um it this game really encourages to yeah also play across the table not just to, you know towards your dm but to your fellow players awesome i like that yeah. yeah i think the other thing too with it sorry just came off the top of my head just thought of it um besides the fact that like like steve mentioned he's got to be able to count 12 in addition of plus or minus three is the worst it's going to get yeah um yeah. but i think the other thing too that's kind of nice about this game is a lot of people will have some sort of reference to this game if they've watched um like t like tv like like supernatural or buffy the vampire slayer yeah um not everyone who go, has played D uh or, or is going into playing D is familiar with as much fantasy i mean probably most likely they are yeah. just given like the, the nature of what it is but uh, i have played with people who were not never into fantasy before and going into D, so they didn't quite have the same references uh, same knowledge of what to do but a lot of people have watched tv yeah <laughs> and are either familiar with fantasy or some sort of supernatural thing or, zombies or, or, big, or big movies yeah. yeah so it's um and, and even um the younger generation getting into this um you can tame it down obviously you don't have to go quite as gory as we went but uh it is it's 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 simple enough that you know it's pretty easy for most people to grasp and it gives it gives DMs a you know a big pool of resources to pull from, right? Like, yeah. I didn't even get the reference, right? Like, I haven't uh, made for a great story. Like, yeah, you didn't even have to change a thing. I just put it in, <laughs> in one ear, not the other. Right? And it's like, it was like a twenty minute story or something like that. Anyway, uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, um, thank you both for uh, running through the system, uh, folks. Tune in. We're going to explore more systems. The way that we do this is we're going to have a conversation. Uh, first about the the rules and sort of get uh, immersed in it and then we're going to run uh, probably another two-shot episode of this uh, from one of us who's going to be that dm and hopefully the idea is that we're going to get other dms to join us but um, essentially we'll we'll do our best to maybe make this the core of uh of going forward so thanks so much from uh, steve yeah, thank you thank you john you bet i'm tristan and this is taking your damn shot damn shot damn shot
This has been Take Your DM Shot with Steve Scherfan, John Christ, and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to John Lovell for the use of the intro and outro music and to Authentic Dungeons for all your RPG and gaming needs. Thanks again and tune in for more episodes. 